mine i think it's i think it's mine go for it okay get in there kid oh hey uh, thanks coach (laughs) 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 welcome back to another episode of you know you love us i'm tyler and i'm hannah welcome We match. We're both in like big oversized striped shirts. Yes. It's really cute to me. Our Nancy Myers fantasy is happening. Hannah, okay. I want to hear from you. I recently defined my summer style. Sorry, I came in hot. Um, No, I love this. I steeped my tea for accidentally 20 minutes. So it's really strong. You're like burnt. <laughs> right? um, strong and burnt. Um, but um, I want to know. Uh, I I recently defined my summer style, and I would like to know what your summer aesthetic is this summer. Oh my god, that's such a fun question. I actually like had a Menti B the other day because I was like, I keep buying stuff, and yet I fucking hate my whole closet mm-hmm. and everything in it, and I still don't Same. fully understand my style. Like I just feel like there's always something a little off. I would never say that about you. You literally are who I look to for fashion. And I mean that. Like every time I see you, I'm like, damn, that is a look. Every time. Oh my God, that's so nice. I'm like, I'm like, scrap it all, start over. Can't afford to do that. But I'm like, look at it all. That is how I need to style that. Like literally every damn time. That's so nice. Oh my so God. I'm yelling at you. I just no, mean I it. love it. I think, you know what I think the biggest issue is? I hate what? most of my shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The shoe game, the shoe game is one that I I just I don't know if I'll ever grasp it. You know? It's a moving target. Isn't it's a it? moving target. It's always changing. And for someone who does not like summer footwear, it is really hard to find something. I lit okay, so I I've been trying to figure out forever. Most of my jeans like hit me at the ankle because you know petite yes. girlies. Petite I do girlies. want a pair of like absurdly oversized jeans. I've realized I really yes. like oversized things, and you I want need Jankos. to just <laughs> yes. And I want to stop being afraid of being a short girl with an ass and be like, you know what? I'm gonna wear big clothes. Never yes. can can eat my ass, eat my ass, and yeah. in my jeans and. In my- <laughs> In my giant jeans. I could I could fit a person in there. They could eat my ass while I'm walking. You absolutely should wear oversized wide leg jeans. I, I, I agree. Them. I love I love wide leg pants. Never thought I would. I'm obsessed. And here we are. But I was looking at uh I was looking at Alison Bornstein's TikTok. She's like my mm-hmm. style guru. Yes. Um, yeah, I love think her. Sent me some of her stuff. Yes, she has the three word okay. method. I just pre-ordered her book. She's great. But she was like the she was like, okay, summer footwear is tricky because if you're wearing jeans and they hit you at about the ankle bone and you wear yes. a sneaker with them, it cuts your leg off weird. Exactly. So exactly. she's like, what you're gonna want is like a sandal that shows the top of your foot or a Mary Jane or a ballet flat or something. Or like she didn't give like sleek sneakers as an option, but I was like, all my sneakers are chonky. I don't have like a sleek sneaker that I could wear with like a dress or a skirt. So we're going back to the drawing board. Anyways, this is a very long-winded answer to your question. No, no, but I I lo- but see, I would argue that I think you can wear a chunky sneaker with 
a wide leg, a wide leg pant. With a wide leg, it's when you wear the yeah. straight leg that know, you need it, something else. It does the same to me, except for oh. my platform. Fuck, I can't remember the exact style name. It's platform, like high platform Converse. <gasps> Are they high tops? They're high tops and they're ridged. Like okay, they're ever and they make me look tall as. Fuck. Here's the here's the other part of the rule. If your jeans hit you at your ankle bone, you're gonna want a boot or a sneaker that goes up under the jean. Okay. Yes. Because that's that's gonna extend the leg. That's why it works. Exactly. And I don't have high tops that look good. I'm gonna send you this link for these because they're also the single most comfortable shoe I've ever. Oh, incredible! Thank you so much. You know what really pisses me off that Tom Sandoval was seen wearing. Like, like funky, like it was a funkier silhouette, but like a platform Converse high top with like a bootleg yoga pant. And I was like, we don't claim him with that outfit because I know a lot of girlies who love a yoga pant and a high top combo. No. And Sandoval, you don't you don't get that. We don't claim you in that outfit. He's not welcome here. Period. Um, wait, what's your summer style? Um specifically robin williams in the vert in the birdcage i'm going wide leg pants button downs like flowy it's giving mommy daddy it's like it gangs all here yeah gangs all here robin williams in the birdcage (laughs) gold jewelry oh my god i love this for you and a loafer loafer. (gasps) i did find a chunky heeled like fisherman sandal from target $22. $22. They oh. are identical to the ones that I wanted from Anthropology for $120. And they are a sleigh. I've never gotten more compliments on shoes than the ones I have got from Target. Literally. Amazing. Anthropology yeah. dupe. Dupe. I love yeah. a fisherman sandal. Me too. And I love a chonky heel. I do oh, impractical chonk. things. Here's my issue. Okay. I'm going to a bachelorette party in Cabo next week. And I... Yeah. We have been assigned a dress code one night. We have to wear pink. And now a normal person would say, all right, I'm just going to get a pink dress. But oh, no, not me. I go, I don't have any like heels that would go with a pink dress. So I'm going to buy pink platform heels, not like a nude, nothing neutral. I'm like, no, no, no. I need to do a monochrome moment. Yeah, and babe. everyone it's can Barbie deal. Summer. It's yeah. Barbie core. Thank you. I was like, I can't waste this opportunity. I, no, I have literally a pile of pink clothes behind me for <sighs> Barbie summer. Like, oh my gosh, I love that. Listen, Barbie I, slash birdcage summer. That's my dream summer. I, honestly, same. It's giving South Beach down, you know, yes. like the pinks, the pastels. Um, I got a these metallic, um, they're like, they look like those Steve Maddens that everyone had the sides, you know, <gasps> yes, yes, yes. but they're metallic, like hot pink. <gasps> um, and they had comfy. them in all different colors. They're so, yeah, comfy, so chic platform. I love, um, no, I'm the same way. I'm like, well, obviously I need these pink platform shoes. I need wear. them. But then I was like, TBH, like I will wear these a lot. <laughs> like, if I feel like then you have a statement shoe. I and I think pink is a neutral. Is that what I said? That's so true. I love that. I here's my issue is I realized a couple years ago, probably like last year, I was like, why do I feel like I never have like shoes or handbags to just like wear? Yeah, I and it's know because bags. I, I get bags. 
I see like a sparkly blue bag and I'm like, I want that one. I know, I and it's know. like, but Hannah, you don't have just right. like a white bag or a beige bag. Like I don't have right. anything neutral except for like one black purse. And I'm oh. like, enough already, Hannah, like, like check the basic boxes and then you get to do the fun statement stuff. But who has the no. time or the bank account, who, honey? Who, truly, I have a single neutral bag and then like a flurry of very chic fanny packs. But like, I love that. Listen, uh, but I, I handbags, I, I'm really hurting in that area. It's really hard. It's hard. I just want to be rich. Sometimes I think about how much money Ariana is making right that. now. And look, I love I that for her. Get your bag, girly. Like she get deserves your bag. literally get your bag and then go get a bag. Literally get your bag and get a bag. <laughs> she deserves all the flowers, all the money, all the glory. But when I think yeah. about that number of money sitting in her bank account mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and what's in mine, I go, damn, that must be nice. Not yeah, all dude. of it, but that part of the situation must yeah. be pretty nice. That must be nice. She can charge like six figures for like one collab on Instagram right now. Like she's A-list. That's everything she deserves. And we deserve. And everything yeah, I'm manifesting for my own life. Yeah, Same. Yes. Uh, Wait, you know what else I'm manifesting for my own life? What? Okay. If you guys can't see. I'm like holding my eyelid down because I'm like, I can't even. I'm. Uh. Reading a new smut book. I was just going to say this is smut related. Mm -hmm. It's called Book Lovers by Emily Henry. It's been it's come highly recommended. Like anytime I've put out a call on my Instagram being like, what smut should I read? Everyone's like, book lovers, book lovers. Ah." Okay, great. So I was like, great. I finally finished this egregious Colleen Hoover book. I've turned a corner on that hoe. I can't read her books anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The way she's fucking up the movie for all of us. I she doesn't care about the fans. I can no longer support Colleen Hoover now. This Emily Henry book, Book Lovers, is terrific, but I was having a hard time casting the male lead. Obviously, I cast myself as the female lead because who the fuck doesn't? Right. And sorry, quick tangent. I had a bartender over the weekend. This guy was waiting for my sister-in-law and he goes, hey, what are you reading? I had my book with me. I was like, I'm reading Book Lovers. He's like, you should read Red, White and Royal Blue. I'm like, I hear this book is delightful. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Uh Only thing is, I can't picture myself as either of the leads. And he was like, is that the only reason you read? romantic fiction and i was like i mean it's like my answer to porn like yeah and this guy literally like looked at me like i was crazy and then the girl bartender was like i mean i I would argue that's why romantic fiction is popular to begin with because it's everyone fantasizing while they read it 100 percent and i was like i totally agree leave it to the woman in the situation to defend my smutty honor yeah i was like oh my god anyways it made me really self-conscious i was annoyed anyways don't be self-conscious so i'm reading book lovers i'm like who's gonna be the male lead Mm -hmm. then on the tiktok algae i -hmm. see a video of jonathan bailey from bridgerton season two he plays anthony so hot. oh my god singing singing yeah he's got a voice if i didn't believe in you from the last five years which we all know from right our episode of Betty Who is my hyper hyperfixation musical. Mm-hmm. And he it, it was the hottest video I've ever seen in my life. Like must must watch. Oh my god. I was like this is the this is Jamie. Like this is the guy who should play Jamie just forever. He's so fucking hot. I would let Jamie gaslight me, divorce me mm. three times over He's very if, hot. If Jonathan Bailey played him. So then I was like, you know what? I never watched Bridgerton season two because I was like, well, Regé Jean Page is gone. So why the fuck would I watch? But last night I I took a dive into Hannah. season two. I'm on episode four. Yeah, babe. 
am I annoyed that they're making us watch like five episodes of him like fake pursuing Edwina when we know that he really wants Kate? Like, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. But I'm loving the ride. The moment with the He's bee great. when she gets stung oh by a god. bee. Oh my god. I was like, why Such am I like scene. pounding horny over the fact that they're just touching each other over a bee sting? Babe, that's because Jane Austen was the original girl down. Yeah. Like, the it that fucking like that kind of storytelling, I'm like, yes, that's how hot it can be. You don't, all you gotta do is hold fucking hands. Like, it, it's that, it, that is great storytelling. And then, you know, when you do get to the fucking, then the fucking is even better. Yes, because you're like, I've been getting horny oh, over I people talking it. about bees from like, yes, and holding little mitts. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah. people be fucking like, people great. Be- <laughs> the juice yeah. is worth the squeeze. All this yes. to say, I cast Jonathan Bailey as Charlie Lastra, the lead in the book I'm reading. And I've never, I've never, um, there were two things I wanted to touch on before. I know we have to get to this. So no, um, no, <laughs> hard pass. No, we we hard do. Pass. It's actually a good one. I'm excited about it. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, very quickly, everyone should watch the Duggars documentary. I told Hannah to watch <laughs> it. Um, it's really important, and by important, I mean they grew up in the town next to my hometown, and it's truly insane. So highly recommend. I mean, it's it's pretty okay. gripping. I feel like Duggar, the Duggars are a blind spot for me for obvious Hannah. reasons. I have no interest in getting to know them. However, I'm I'm into the darkness that seems this this documentary seems dark, and I love a dark it doc. You would love Who it. Are Jeff the Duggars? Like Hannah would love it. Um, they were the family from 19 Kids and Counting because oh. they had 19 <laughs> fucking kids. Sorry, I'm laughing. That's no, so it's crazy. insane. And um, they're like a, they're a church family that yeah yes. doesn't believe in yes. contraception, et cetera. And like we're homeschool. And it's all based off this one guy's teaching who is like very culty and wild. I, I truly recommend it. If if you're interested in any, you, Jeff was like, Hannah would love this. Like it's giving cult, it's giving darkness. It's Incredible. giving dark entities. Yeah, it's fucking wild, dude. Say less. Oh yeah. my God. Did you hear about that HBO Max? Oh, sorry, now it's Max, mm. but I will never call it Max. I'll it's never HBO. call it that. Max is the name of the dog from The Little Mermaid. It is not a streaming chan. Max it's- is the kid from a goofy movie that I pine uh, for as a child. Yes, forever hot. Yes. Come on. Um, uh, did you, have you heard about the HBO show The Idol with The Weeknd and Lily Rose Depp? No. So the, the first episode came out on Sunday and it's uh, created by created by or directed by yeah and it's directed by i believe sam levinson from euphoria has a lot of the euphoria people on it and like the behind the scenes euphoria people and the first episode came out sunday and apparently it's just been a shit storm to create like it's been reshot re-edited rewritten like 50 fucking times like this show i believe is supposed to come out like last summer and it's finally out and i read the pilot in an acting class like two or three years ago Mm-hmm. And was like, this pilot's so good because originally it was supposed to be about like a girl in Hollywood trying to make it, having a hard time, meets this guy who's a club owner slash cult leader. And then she like joins a cult and becomes this amazing singer. And it was like all the strings that came attached. And I watched the pilot and I was like, so that's all gone now. There's no cult. And I'm like, oh, I'm watching no this cult. show for a Hollywood cults. Okay. I'm watching this what? show for We're watching all shows for, for Hillsong mm-hmm. Scientology in a Hollywood yes. setting. I want to see the surly underbelly right. of Hollywood and cults. 
if you're right. telling me this is no longer going to be about cults and it's just about a girl who's already famous fucking some gross club owner. I mean, like, I don't need that in my life. And everyone's like, the weekend can't act. And I'm like, respectfully, like, are we shocked? Yeah. Also, Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter. Uh huh. Oh, of course. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I'll pass. And it's a um, lot of like to her in the weekend, just like flirting and smoking cigarettes and then being like, ah, and like okay. doing horny things together. No, I don't need And I'm to, like, no. And also it's like in the original pilot, it was like, she like wasn't famous yet. She was like kind of shy and insecure and like down mm-hmm. on her luck. And then he was like, sing and like made her join his call. He was Ursula. He was Ursula. He was like, sing to me. Keep yeah. yeah. And now yeah, I'm like, nah. so she's already famous in the show. And like, I just like, don't really understand like what story we're telling. Where are we going to go with this? Where's the cult? And also, I want Rachel Sennett's career because she gets to do all the like she she gets to be the like funny neurotic assistant in this. And I'm like, that's a great gig. Yeah. Rachel Sennett's doing everything I wish I could do, but it's fine. You will do it. We're manifesting Rachel Sennett's career. We're manifesting Barbie Birdcage Summer. We're manifesting Ariana's bank account. I mean, let's bring it full circle. Yeah. Um. Okay. And very quickly, um, you take your time, Tyler. Queen Maker, Queen Maker, um, which we like will very briefly touch on because we both were disappointed. As yeah. Hannah said, per her socials, it was mismarketed. It, it just, right? We didn't talk about this last week. I'm not no, making- we tried and then we had to re record because oh, that's of technical right. Issues. That's right. So basically, I wanted more Tinsley. I always want more Tinsley. I think, yeah, I just think it was mismarketed also in the way that I almost called it Florida Bama Shore. Um, the Bama no, Rush Dock. Yes. <laughs> literally Florida Bama Shore. Um, the Bama Rush Dock also mismarketed. So I'm just wondering, like, who is doing these graphics? Because they don't actually, they don't align with what the film is doing. But we did get Mother Down Kelly Catrone. Giving us like everybody was there, everybody was doing coke. We were making the world go round, and I was like, I love. That. Oh, I want that tattooed on my body. Same, honestly, yeah. But coke, I was I, gonna I, say like Coca Cola. Yeah, if we put diet in parentheses. Yeah, everyone was everyone doing, was coke, doing coke, and it's just the diet coke logo. Yeah, everyone was doing diet coke, making the world making go round. <laughs> I love doing Diet Coke. I do a Diet Coke every other Honestly, day. Honestly, I know you always inspire me to go to McDonald's, but I usually go to the one Sonic in the city of Ooh. Chicago. Go get my my cherry limeade, Diet Cherry zing. Limeade. Oh, zing, zing. Yeah, I agree. I think that documentary, it, it's frustrating because like, I think the story, who the fuck is Morgan? We were texting this privately. Yeah. I'm like, don't tell me that this documentary is about familiar faces. Tinsley yeah. Mortimer, Olivia Palermo, the right. woman who works at Gawker. Um, or like started right. Gawker, Kelly Catrone. And then it's like, but actually that's only going to be the first 15 minutes and an hour and 15 minutes are going to be about Morgan. Yeah. It just didn't, again, I'm like, just market it better. Just tell me it's about tell this me it's about, era's yeah. impact be on, like, Hell yeah, this is great. Yeah. On the yeah. youth, on internet youth. I think that there's a exactly. story to be told there, but don't bamboozle sure. me into watching your documentary. Agreed. That's not about what you're claiming it's about. And I'm like, so wait, don't bamboozle hold on. Me. If they already made this one, can they make like, can someone else make a different one that actually covers what this one claimed it was going to cover? Because like, I wanted like the nitty gritty, like granular details of like, how do you become an it girl and who becomes an it girl and who decides and then what what happens? What's the downfall? Yeah. 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 So it was a little disappointing. Could have been a lot better. And Morgan like wasn't, she seemed like a cool writer. Mm hmm. 
and like an interesting person, but I had a really hard time like emotionally connecting with her. Yeah, I didn't think she was a great storyteller. No, she wasn't a good storyteller. You know I mean? She was hard to connect with because she's like, yeah, and like me and Tinsley I would just like listen. Go. The vocal fry really took me out, and that's fine. You don't have to be a voiceover artist, but if you are going to narrate a documentary, yeah, yeah, it, and you have vocal fry, it's hard to listen to. That's all. That's my only complaint. That's it, and you know. That's it. That's it. As my voice sounds insane today, so I shouldn't criticize anyone. I mean, the times I've had Jake on my podcast, his vocal fry is out of control. T. <laughs> he goes, uh, uh, oh my God. Uh. And I'm like, you're like the little girl from the grudge right now. Like, I need you to like perk up, Buttercup. I need you to realize on, what kind uh, of medium this is. Listen, not a visual one, babe. <laughs> so he does um, that in real life too. And I'll be like, what are you trying to say? Yes, Jeff will go, Get- um, uh, oh God. And I, it makes me. <laughs> I literally, I'm going to walk out my back porch and just like Spider-Man leap off my balcony. I really want to be like, why don't you come back and talk to me when you know, know. your thought? Once you have your thought, I know yeah. I'll be here. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, and he's like, no, no, it's, um, um, fucking <laughs> 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 flip the table. Yeah. yeah. Flip the table. Ugh, flip the old um, tape. Flip the old tape. Anyways. We finally reached the episode we've oh been yearning God. for this entire season. Fucking finally. Episode 10. The last days of Disco Stick. And I was like, was that <laughs> supposed to be like the last days of Judas Iscariot? Or what's that play? There's a play. Oh, probably. Google's. You know better than I do. I haven't even heard of this of play. Judas Iscariot. I, it's probably not. I mean, that's a really specific play. Um, but I don't know. These titles well, never been more Well, it did premiere at the public in 2005, so I don't know. But I can't imagine. Like, it's probably some fucking movie that we've never heard of. <laughs> I mean, who's to fucking say? But this was this episode gave us everything. It gave us Hilary Duff singing. It gave us Lady Gaga. It gave us our theater kid fantasy. And it opens with Dan strutting down the street, feeling himself like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3, daydreaming about the steamy threesome he had with Vanessa and uh, Olivia. Is that her oh, name? Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Help. Um, S calls Blair and she insists that nothing is going on with Trip. But Gigi <laughs> says the truth always comes out. Mm. Mm. Blair and Chuck are walking in the park and Blair's phone is blowing up. Serena's trying to get a hold of her and Blair's like, Ugh, I don't converse with liars or Lewinsky's. Oh my God. Monica. Yeah. Poor, prayers for Monica. We Always. treated her like ass and ass. I'm a Monica Lewinsky stan. Me too. Chuck's like, come on, Blair. You know, if you, you don't know if you saw anything and Blair's like, um, I have a killer sexual tension radar. And I also just want to say that Blair's leggings and peep toe shoes were Ugh. an upsetting combination. Yeah. They were horrifying to say the least. Um, she's trying to garner more minions for something that I didn't fully understand. And Chuck is like doing stuff for his business or she's, she's garnering minions for her army again. Vague. Yeah. Vague. <laughs> Napoleon vague. Because apparently at NYU, they don't care if your forefathers made pumpkin pie at Plymouth. They just care if they made profits at Paramount. So she is going after the Tish kids. So she's like spawn of moguls and movie stars. And Chuck's like, I got to meet with this diplomat. And then they leave. 
Okay, really, really good recap. <laughs> I was like, they walked in the park and I didn't get it. Moving on. <laughs> That's me 95% of the time. Ugh. Like, I was bored. Um, Nate and Dan are talking about the threesome, which I said, this is simply too much. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Literally, like, get it away from me. Get it away from me. And Dan goes, it was just, oh, God, this line. It was just me, uh, Vanessa, and Olivia, four boobs, and one Dan Humphrey. And I said, I gotta go. Oh, my God. That's so, so bleak. Straight Um, to the chokey with whoever wrote that line. Yes, truly. (laughs) Yes. Trunchbull. And and Nate is like, how stupid could you be? The third always has to be a stranger. And I was like, wow, when I think between this and Sex in the City, like the fucking rhetoric around sex and being sexual and sexual identity was so fucking skewed <laughs> in 2009. It was really Ooh. whack. It put weird shit in my head. Um, and yeah. Dan, Dan insists. He was like, no, 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 we're fine. And Nate is like, he was like, well, you are lucky to have both of them in your life. Um, you had them both and uh, you blew it. And Dan's like, no, I didn't. Like, in fact, uh, here she is, still my best friend, Vanessa. And she feels like he's been avoiding her. And then he invites her to the Bowery to go see Morrissey. And I was like, oh, my God. So 2000. <laughs> I know. And uh, and Nate is like, all right, call me when you need me. Nate's not buying it. Nate's mm-hmm. like, this isn't going to go well. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, at the coffee shop, Blair walks in on a meeting um, with all the Tish alums about Lady Gaga. It's about Tish alum, Lady Gaga. And they're shady to her when she tries to interject. But Blair brings up Cyrus and his connections. And she's like, you know, that could be enough to get Lady Lady Gaga to do a show on campus. And um, douchebag McGee, whose name escapes me, is like, Blair, we all know who my father is. And this girl is Willa Weinstein. If our fathers can help us, I doubt Cyrus Rose, whom I've never heard of, can. Willa Weinstein, that... Didn't aged age. like Will. milk yeah yes. um and then willa weinstein asks blair what they're all doing for cabaret tonight or asks sorry asks everyone like what they're all doing for cabaret mm-hmm. tonight and blair's like oh my God, cabaret like she's so pumped but douchebag mcgee is like it's my cabaret and it's my invitation only all the spots are filled by serious theater students tyler when i tell you i was triggered it was triggering, actually. It was very triggering. It's really hard being the Elle Woods of the theater kids. Like, I'm just going to oh speak from God. experience here. Thank like, you. No one, like, when I had my acting apprenticeship, like, some of those other kids were not fucking welcoming, especially the ones from New York. We're like, well, I did summer stock, and then I went to NYU, and then I, and oh, my God, it was always like this theater kid shit of like, if they were getting notes, they'd be like squatting on a chair with their hair Ew, in a top no, knot and their no, hands like they're doing weird black. shit. I was like, you're (laughs) always drinking like coffee out of an arbitrary mason jar. I was like, what the fuck is like, I don't like you. And I, I'm a good actor, even though I act like Al Woods. Oh my God. Hannah, that was just like so perfectly crafted. (laughs) Why are they like that? I don't know, but it is true. It's so fucking mean. And to this day, like if I saw them on the street, I wouldn't, I would I would listen, act like I didn't know them. I'd be like, listen, you were fucking rude in 2013 and I'll never forget you. 
I still feel like Elle Woods. Like, yeah. I'm like, I want to go home and go to sleep and do a face mask and not drink. And then I want to wake up and walk my dog. And everything in my room is pink and Star Wars and Disney related. Elle Woods. Yeah. And I'm like, Elle listen, Woods. I would argue that some of the best actors and just industry people in the world, let's talk about Martin Scorsese, love Vanderpump Rules and Bravo. Yes, Scorsese. Yes. And if you can't bond with, if I can't bond with just not even just another actor, but a human being yeah. about reality TV and someone thinks they're above it, I'm no. like, oh, you're not my people. Oh, it's a story of, of, me liking Disney's life. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, you're instantly judged for being a fucking weirdo, which I am. However, you're like, when did I say I wasn't right? I've always <laughs> been this fucking weird. I just never told anyone about it. And then I was like, wait, no, I love being weird and liking what I like. It's the yeah. best. It's... Also, I, I couldn't remember this guy's name either. So I named him Pritchard. Like Richard, but with a P. Uh, okay, he is giving Pritchard <laughs> energy. Wow. Um, Olivia and Dan uh, are together, and Olivia's like, she's on the phone, and she's like, I'm sorry, Casey. Bitches of Eastwick. Okay, also a Bravo connection. Bitches of Eastwick is a seriously bad idea. Uh, I mean, I wait, right? Yeah. She's Okay, yeah, she's talking to Casey. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. Uh, because her agents are pushing her uh, to take anything, apparently. Um, and she and Dan's like, I mean, I'd see it. And she's like, no, it's like Heather's, but with witches. And I said, I would see that. I literally wrote, second. I'd love to see that movie. Yeah, I'm making a musical. I want that too. Because yeah. all Olivia wants to do is stay here and take classes at Tisch, the best theater department in the country. I was like, the fucking propaganda that this is for New York University is wild. Guess who doesn't care what school you went to? Everyone. Literally everyone. You're yeah. either good or you're not. Period. Um, and Dan wants to apply for playwriting and she offers to help him with his script. Um, but he's like, oh, I, I can't because I'm going <laughs> to see Morrissey tonight. I'll help you with your script tonight. Oh, I can't. I have to go see Morrissey with Vanessa. I have plans to see Morrissey at the yeah. Bowery. At the Bowery. So I'm out. But thanks for your help with the future of my career in life. <laughs> yeah. Olivia's like, okay. Uh, Meanwhile, at the Vanderwoods and Penthouse, Lily is trying to help Jenny find a date for the Horticulture Society oh Gala. Oh and Jenny lounges on the couch reading Nylon, which was truly a meta moment since truly. Taylor Bobson was the queen of Nylon. Um, then ding, the elevator dings and Chuck shows up to drop off some papers en route, en route to the planetarium to entertain some hotel guests. Um, a hunky rich guy is lingering in the doorway and Lily proposes the idea that Jenny entertain him. Jenny sees him and is like, okay, um, he's hot. So like I can do it, but Chuck, you owe me. Fun fact, this guy who played the hunky rich guy yeah. is also the kid from Airbud, And he used to spin at the spin studio where I worked many moons ago. And it was really hard every time I saw him not to bring up Airbud. Wow. That must've been so hard for you. It was really hard. Wait, sorry. Also, oh. Can I really quick tell the listeners that last week I was at a diner in L.A. and I saw you Eric Vanderwoodson in the wild, didn't realize it was him, asked him for the Wi-Fi password. And he's like, I don't know it. Maybe some of the people who work here do. And I was like, OK, kind of rude. And then I was like, by the way, I have a Gossip Girl podcast. And he was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, I'm Hannah. It's really nice to meet you and introduce myself. And that was it. And it was a little awkward. And then. 
I'm 95% sure that Melissa McCarthy was behind me. And I was like, what in the, you know, you love us sorcery is this? Wow, That was, that was witchcraft. Right. I was like, do I tell her that mere moments ago I was editing this very podcast and I was listening to myself be like those fucking freaks who always have to do movie to, movies together. I mean, it was wild. Now, if oh, it wasn't okay. her, she has a, a twin somewhere in L.A., but I'm 90 percent. Sure. I bet it was her. I bet it was her. OK, sorry. Continue. No, you're fine. Um, Blair finds Olivia and she's like, oh, how do I win over shallow, superficial actors? And Olivia's like, uh, that didn't work. And B's like, no, I wasn't even invited to the cabaret. And Olivia says, oh, I was. Being a movie star apparently has certain cachet. And I'm like, movie star to whom, B? Um, and and Blair says, uh, oh, yeah, I read that at the dentist once. <laughs> and, and then, sick burn, <laughs> Olivia says, I'm dating someone who needs a chance to write his play. He just needs to clear his schedule first. So they're like working together. Also, what, Dan's going to write a goddamn play in 24 hours? Anyways, maybe it could be done, but it sounds ridiculous. Well, um, you see the fruits of his labor. Oh, it's, we do. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Tripp's headquarters, he says hi to S in the office. And S is like, oh, Tripp, hi, how are you? I was just um letting you know about the Observer article. I thought you wouldn't be here, which is what it said on your schedule. By the way, she looked stunning here. Her hair was pulled so, back. She had glowy oh, makeup. God, she looked she beautiful. She goes, you know, <laughs> this shouldn't be so awkward. And Tripp is like, it won't be for long. Big move to D.C. tomorrow. The pencil and I or the pencil wanted to be there for the holidays. <laughs> Probably for the best, though. I've been pretty distracted. Ooh. And they're both feeling some guilt because although nothing happened, it felt like it did. And S is like, we should just avoid each other until you leave. Then the pencil shows up and she's like, honey, I just found out they had to move the freshman spouse's luncheon. So I'd have to leave in an hour. Is that OK? And Tripp is like, oh, my God, no problem. No problem at all. And the pencil's like, great. All that's left with the packing in the office. Serena can. Or she's like, all that's left is the packing in the office. And Serena can help you. She doesn't mind, do you? And then she's like, now, who wants to take their favorite pencil to brunch? And then they leave. <laughs> I just pictured her like the paper clip that would pop up on Microsoft Word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and has like big eyelashes and it's like, and like now nah, who wants to and like also has an ass <laughs> yes a pencil ass yeah pencil ass meanwhile nate is talking to his mom on the phone and tells what was she was she the napkin no that was uh, the mannequin the mannequin yeah and tells the mannequin not to let grandpapa manipulate her and then s shows up and she's like, I know I'm not your favorite person. Uh, but then tells him about maybe getting involved with Trip. Um, and and he's like, Oh, I just I can't help it. And I'm like, maybe just don't. Literally like, just, just don't. Don't. It's not even hard. Uh anyway. Then Olivia shows up in the dorms where Vanessa's doing homework, and Vanessa does like a wellness check, asking her if like she's avoiding her because of the threesome. And Olivia's like, what? No. <laughs> Come on. No. And Vanessa's like, okay, amazing. Because I was freaking out before I ran into Dan this morning. But then when I saw him, it was the same old Dan. And she goes on to talk about how excited she is to see Morrissey. And Olivia's like, oh, um, sorry. A month ago, I signed Dan and me up for the Bleaker Inn Cabaret. And it's tonight. We totally blow it off. But Dan wants to go to Tish and it's really good exposure for him. Okay. Sorry about Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
And I'm like, oh my God, Olivia, I like this yeah. like side one bleed yeah. please of Olivia yeah. where she's like, I'm going to say that these have been, that this plan has been in the works for a month, but actually I literally just decided five minutes ago and I'm going to fuck your night up and I, I don't love care. to see it. Yeah, yeah me I too. Love to see it. Meanwhile, S is telling Nate about the affair and he's like, what the fuck, dude? And she's like, oh, I just, I thought I could count on you. And like, for what? Like what? You expected him to support your affair with his family member? Literally. Bro, come on. Anyways, we got to... Oh, yeah. Sorry. 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 She was just like, I haven't felt this way since I saw Alfie when I was 13. Oh, my God. Some fucking snooze, you unhinged delusional human. Delulu man, woman. Delulu woman. Jenny and the Belgium dude, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the waffle. And uh, and Jenny's like, so, Belgium, huh? That's how they started their conversation. <laughs> and she says, I bet, and you cannot make this up, and yet someone did. I bet they have really good waffles. My family is really into waffles. And I was like, you just can't make this shit up. You can't. You can't make this shit up. Someone the Humphreys that. with their damn waffle bit. I'm like, enough. <sighs> enough. And he's like, I don't know. We left Belgium when I was four and little days. Well, like, what do you want to do? Uh, and the waffle says, well, I have a plan. Um, and some girls from one of the other prep schools are staring at them. And he goes and grabs a toy boat and stands in the damn water, which like no one commented on, which I thought was very shocking. <laughs> um, and little Jay is like, whoa, uh, OK. And she's freaking out because the girls are now laughing at her. And she's like, OK, uh, what? I mean, this might be cool in Belgium, but it's lame in New York. And the girls are just laughing at Humiliating. Humiliating. This guy's sh shoes are filled with fucking swamp water. Swamp water. Humiliating. <laughs> Meanwhile, freak show theater guy, Prichard, oh, Prichard, is on a tear. He's like, you have eight hours to write and rehearse your reimagined fairy tale before tech. Lots of Tish alums will be there, plus my legit agent. So please don't embarrass me. Good mm -hmm. luck. I know. Olivia is beaming excited. Dan's not fully here for it. And they're getting to work when Blair shows up telling him to do Snow White. She's like, oh, I'm the producer, co-star and director. And she's like, Incredible. I'm going to integrate Tish alum Lady Gaga's songs into the show. And then she's like, I'm going to go pick Paul's brain about which songs work best thematically. Like she's litty titties. And Olivia explains to Dan why Blair is involved and that she already told Vanessa about Morrissey, assuring him that Vanessa is totally okay, that he's missing Morrissey for this. And Dan's like definitely kind of put off by her canceling his plans with Vanessa behind his back. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say that Pritchard exists in every theater circle still to this day. Every single one. He's like a ghost. That will Legend never has it. Legend <laughs> has it. If you rub your hands together three times, put your hair in a top knot, and and a squat chair. on a chair like a fucking freak. <laughs> Where all black. Will show up. Yes. Yeah. Wear your movement blacks. Yeah. Wear your movement blacks. Um, <laughs> uh, little Jay calls Chuck about the boring Belgian waffle. Um, and all of a sudden he has a different boat. And she's like, oh, no, you have a different boat. <laughs> or something um and he's like oh no this is the one with the cash mine had e in it sorry oh. if i was boring you huh 
Oh my god, this waffle is spoiled. <laughs> Drug dealing with a toy boat. Yeah, this waffle is <laughs> expired. Who? <laughs> Dan vents tonight over the phone about the post threesome weirdness, and it's like, well, you have to prove to Olivia that you and Vanessa are just friends, despite seeing each other's business. And then Nate goes back to Serena and coaches her through a phone call with Kit. Trips like, hey, Serena, like, what do you like on your pizza? And she's like, oh, I can't uh, be there anymore. And he's like, I had a feeling you'd call. Can't say I'm not disappointed, though. I don't want to leave without saying goodbye. Can we get some lunch? And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. And Nate's like, no, no. And she's like, oh, uh, actually, no, no. I'll talk to you later. Um, Safe travels, Congressman. And Coach Nate is like <laughs> extremely hot. <laughs> Coach Nate is extremely hot to me. Like, I just like yes. him being like the voice of reason, being like, you're yeah, being a dumb bitch. Hot. Like, stop. Being and then bitch. um and then the pencil shows up for trip yikes mm-hmm. nate comes to apologize to vanessa or no dan not nate dan comes to apologize to vanessa and asks for her help on the musical and then we cut to the cafe and dan has written an entire snow white musical already these scripts are already like been sent to the presses like they are printed they are bound like I'm sorry. They are hole punched. It's really wild. Serious they, business. Yeah. The fucking favors they can pull at a printing press is wild. Um, and Dan is like Prince Charming Records trying to find the next princess pop star. And really, I hate to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. B, B tells him, mm, don't get too cocky. We still have your subpar acting to deal with. Be back in 30 so I can block, which we love. Um, and, and then Dan, Dan says, I actually for, found a more experienced director for the project. And B says, oh, Julie Taymor, <laughs> in comes Vanessa. And Olivia's like, wow, we are so lucky to have you. Just wait till you read this. And Vanessa's like, oh, I already did. Dan shows me all of his early drafts. Olivia says, well, uh, it, if you need any pointers, let me know. I've worked with some of the best directors. And I'm like, she was in like vampire like quaffle number four. Like, what the fuck is she talking about? Mm-hmm. And V says, oh, yeah, if I need to turn anyone into a bat, I'll let you know. <gasps> Brutal. Brutal. Brute. Blair settles up to Dan and she's like, Dan, sometimes when girls live together, their cycles sync up. No hormones, not yours or theirs, will get in the way of my cabaret. Meanwhile, Airbud and Jenny continue to go Air for Bud. the longest, coldest walk ever, where she God, asks him, uh... sorry, Waffle. Um, no, no, no. Airbud's perfect. No, <laughs> Airbud. No, it's Airbud. It's Airbud. <laughs> Where she asks him, I just read these notes like as if they're normal and I don't even no. remember what I wrote. No, I um, was just affirming Airbud. I was like, yes, that is the choice. They're mm. walking and Jenny asks him about being an international drug dealer. My and God. he tells her that danger is part of what makes life worth living. And he's like, and you got your taste today, Queen Jenny. And Jenny's like, it's kind of thrilling. And he invites her to a good old fashioned drug deal. Wee! Wee! (laughs) (laughs) Nate and S are talking about being fake. What did I write? Girlfriends or boyfriend? Like they're talking about like, I, they're, I don't know. They're, they're doing some weird coy shit. Yeah. And, and she has chocolate on her lip and she's like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, sorry. She's like, she's like, ooh, where is it? Ooh, uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. 
and she's trying to lick it off and obviously can't because of fucking because of storytelling and he's like ooh where is it no Nate <laughs> um, and I'm like what the hell is going on and then Trip calls and Nate takes her phone and is like we're going to a bar crawl I'm like what the fuck I would love, though, for one of my friends to just, like, impose a bar crawl on me. Like, that sounds fun. Can you imagine if I did that? You'd be like, I'd be like, take off your skin suit. Yeah, Yeah. take off your skin suit. Take off your skin skin suit immediately (laughs) and show me who's actually behind this. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that tickled me. Meanwhile, at rehearsal, Blair is like, they're rehearsing, and obviously, and Blair's like, here, an apple martini before your big VMA performance. I promise it's not frozen. And then the beat to disco stick drops and yes. the minions come in as the dwarves dancing. Oh, God. And it's so problematic. They have their knees on little mm-hmm. shoes. Oh, wait, is, or is that later? I think that's that's later at the later. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the minions, spoiler alert, it's uh, offensive. Here, yeah. The minions yeah. come in doing some equally offensive choreography. And Vanessa's like, hmm, I think the dwarves should be in the front. And Olivia's like, wait, but they can't see me. And Vanessa's like, right. But I just really think this moment is like more about the dwarves. And Dan's like, well, it is called Snow White. And Olivia, under her breath, is like, hmm, boxing me out of is one of Vanessa's favorite activities. And Vanessa's like, what did you say? And Dan's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Blair is living for the drama. Mm-hmm. And Olivia accuses Vanessa of boxing her out the night of the threesome. And Olivia's like, Vanessa, you're in love with Dan and everybody here knows it. And then she quits. And then Vanessa quits. And Blair's like, what is going on? Did you bozos have a threesome or something? And then she like, is like, oh my God, how stupid can you be? The third person is always supposed to be a stranger. You're going to have to tech all by yourself. I have an army to build a school to take over and girls to blackmail. And then Blair tries to convince Olivia to do the cabaret show in a full interrogation situation. And she blackmails them into doing it by threatening to tell everyone about the threesome. We love to see it. Essenator getting drunk at a bar for the first time since the shepherd wedding. And S calls for uh, another round. And Nate suggests getting food. And then they get a call from Trip, And he found out that Maureen was the one. The number two pencil was the one behind the Hudson Fall, not Grandpapa William. And Nate encourages him to to not do anything rash to jeopardize the campaign. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm fine. Isn't this where he's drinking? He's like, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, oh. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, where are you? And he's like, uh, um, I'm at the library. <laughs> what? And meanwhile, <laughs> Pritchard and little Jay... Wait, little Jay are at a club? Oh, the waffle. No. The waffle. Sorry. Pritchard is it's hard not to keep them all club. straight. I love that this whole episode was also like sponsored by Lady Gaga because even when, when the waffle and Jenny were at the club, they were um blasting Dance in the Dark by Lady Gaga. It was amazing. Honestly, I was like, what a fucking get. It just shows you how fucking powerful this show was. Mm-hmm. And this was like her pro I mean, this was like prime fucking time bad romance gaga bad romance i mean oh my god she was everything yeah that song yeah. like catapulted her into like the pop truly. stratosphere truly um meanwhile oh at this tragic excuse for a cabaret we oh see a god. porny version of little red riding hood happening 
and so Olivia theater. and Vanessa show up and they both decided to do the show. Blair Blair is like fully in her theater kid element and Dan is in the most upsetting outfit oh my God. I have ever seen. We have a t-shirt, a sad brown vest, a green and black <laughs> plaid scarf and a fedora. The the list of offenses is too many to count. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Yeah. Yep. Straight to jail. Mm-hmm. So Dan assures Olivia that he and Vanessa are strictly just friends. But Olivia's like, um, my doubt wasn't from her. It was from you. And apparently during the threesome, she went to take her shirt off and he mm-hmm. looked at Vanessa like he's never looked at her. And then he oh. kissed Vanessa like he's never kissed her. And Dan's like, what? That was nothing. It was just like a little kiss. Like it's whatever. And Olivia's like, mm. That you even know what I'm talking about proves that it happened. If you let yourself see them, you'll know your feelings are real. And and then from uh, Gossip Girl, we get, Hey, Prince Charming, it seems like it's time for you to look in the enchanted mirror. We cut back to the cabaret performance. And B is giving Queen down. She's saying, Platinum Redwood. <laughs> Funny. It is so funny. She's saying, platinum record on the wall. Who's the most talented of us all? And out come the backup dancers who have shoes on their knees. It is so offensive. And their names are like scratchy, pitchy, flatty, and like false. (laughs) (laughs) Which honestly was really. but it was it was a miss this was so offensive and now is the moment we have truly been waiting for all season (laughs) hillary duff harrowingly singing from the back entering in this unhinged pearl statement necklace and this red and taylor love dress and weird coiffured hair saying um i wanna kiss you but if I don't know, I am the same And we're deceased. <laughs> she was like fully <laughs> off beat, off key. Was, oh, like literally what was the tempo? There was no tempo. There was no tempo. It was Nary a tempo in sight. Truly. Uh, meanwhile, at the bar, Airbud slash the waffles sneaks drugs or a wallet or something shady at Jenny. Some guy is trying to grope her. It was creepy. And honestly, uh, I was confused about what the fuck was going on because drug deals just isn't really my thing. You know, I've never watched yes. Breaking Bad for a reason. Chuck shows up and breaks up the shady behavior. Um, housekeeping found his stash. And Chuck's like, you and your father have until noon to collect your luggage after that's in the river or after that it's in the river. And Airbud's like, dude, she's fine. And he's like, dude, I'm Chuck Bass. Europeans should know what that means. This was extremely hot to me. Same. I loved this moment. It was great. It was great. Here's the thing. I love to be an independent modern woman, but there is nothing hotter to me than when just like a hot guy like breaks like shady shit up and like rescues somebody. (laughs) It's giving fairy tale. It's giving it's giving fairy tale. It's giving it's giving um, Bridgerton. Uh, not yes. really, actually. No. Yeah. Not I was really. going to say in Bridgerton, Kate was the one who was like, bitch, it was just a bee. Like, you right. need to kill. It's just right. a bee. Um, yes. Back at the Insane Cabaret, Dan is doing um, disco stick as like spoken word poetry. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, he's like, you know, let's have some fun. This beat, it's sick. And I was like, I've got to go. And Olivia is gone. So then B pushes Vanessa onto the stage. Uh, 
Nate reveals to us that two years ago at the masquerade ball, he tried to profess his love to her, but accidentally said it to Jenny. And S is like, you, you love me? And he's like, I just think you're so amazing and cool and great. And then Trip shows up and he's like, I hope I'm not interrupting something. My God. Uh, then Dan kisses Vanessa on stage. Montage flashback to the damn threesome. Snow White lives, but are Dan and Olivia dead? Everyone congratulates B, and she turns out the lights and tells everyone to follow her. What a fucking flex this is about to be. Such a flex. Meanwhile, at the bar, S is like talking to Trip, and she's like, so Maureen, uh, wow, I, I can't believe she did that. You okay? And Tripp's like, not really. And then he thanks Nate for being a great friend. And S asks why he didn't say anything to her. And Tripp's like, look, Serena, I don't know anything anymore. I just know I don't want to be alone. Could we take a walk? And Nate's like, Serena, I didn't tell you about Maureen because he's literally a married man. And if you go with him now, like you're absolutely going to cross the line. And S is like, look, Nate, thank you for everything. But now that line's a little blurry. So she just like chooses chaos and yes, violence. She literally does. I'm like, and then why are why are you wanting someone to sympathize with you? Like, yeah, what? Like, it's okay, Raquel, so like get yeah, out of okay, here, Raquel. Truly, uh, B is with the Tish kids, and she <laughs> the fucking smugness. I I feel like you need to talk about this. I want you oh to my, be able to talk about Gaga. No, oh my god, that's so sweet of you. Are you sure? Yeah, I've gotten to do all the cab stuff. That's so. really nice. Yeah. Um. So Blair's like. You may never have heard of Cyrus Rose before, but Lady Gaga certainly has. Back when she was at Tish, they used to play cards. Who do you think Poker Face is about? That's why she's letting her see or letting us see her dress rehearsal. Then bad romance plays. I was like actually freaking out. My notes are in all caps. And I just like we see Lady Gaga performing bad romance in this quote rehearsal. And I was just like, my brain like couldn't actually wrap my head around it i was like insane oscar winner lady gaga was once on gossip girl mm-hmm. and before that she was on mtv boiling point mm-hmm. so truly anything can happen for anyone and truly. basically they're all just complete all the tish kids all the freaks in their movement blacks are like completely gagged by this secret performance and blair is back on top we love to see we do love to see. She also broke the fourth wall, which was fucking amazing. She like looked dead down the barrel of the camera at one point. Uh, we love to see that. Uh, Olivia then, oh, I have to say, friend of the pod, Alexa, went to Cap 21 summer program uh, with a one Lady Gaga. They used to uh, eat pizza together. Fun fact. And in, wow. in walks Olivia and she's like, I needed you to kiss her, to know that was that your feelings for her were real. Casey convinced me to take the movie. I read the script and it's actually pretty good. I'll be back in the fall. And I'm like, okay, bye, Hillary Duff. And then Vanessa says, okay, we have to talk about it. We saw each other naked and there's no going back. I, I haven't liked Dan like that for years. And I think Paul Hoffman, aka Pritchard, likes me. Steady cam on Gaga and on sad Dan. <gasps> Wow. At the penthouse, Chuck has had enough of Jenny's moody teenage shenanigans regarding yeah. Damien. Had no idea that was the Waffles name. 
And she's like, she's lonely now that she's queen. And Chuck's like, please, it takes one to know one. Be very careful, Jennifer Humphrey. If you go down the rabbit hole, it's going to take more than Blair Waldorf and your army of minions to get you back out. Jenny scoffs. Bad Romance continues to underscore the episode. S and Trip are alone at his place while Lady Gaga goes, I don't want to be friends. No, I don't want to be friends. And they kiss oh damn damn i did love how it ended with someone throwing a red sheet over gaga she was laying between the legs of a ladder it high was stakes higher drama <laughs> i loved it i loved it so much it was insane wow what uh, this was a delight this was a joy this is a theater kid dream I know. I felt bad for Nate. We ended with him just moodily alone at the bar. We have little Jay, you know, choosing chaos, texting the waffle, being like, let's hang out. Like, I mean, things are really things uh, are going dark. It's bleak out there. We're in a bleak place. U-E-S. Yeah. (sighs) Well, what a dream. What a dream. Hannah, where can our amazing listeners find you? Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Tyler. Y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Hannah A. Brown zero on the TikToks. If you love this show, send an episode to a friend and leave a rating and a review on iTunes. We appreciate it so much. Tyler, where can our amazing listeners find you? Oh, gee, thank you so much, Hannah. Y'all can find me at Tyler McMeredith on Instagram and Tyler McMeredith on the TikToks. Well, well, see you next week on... <laughs> Yeah.